Welcome to the 159th episode of the Crack Die Podcast. Hooray! Hello, everyone. <laughs> we survived? We are surviving. We're a survivor. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Those are definitely the words I've heard them before. And now I, I will survive. <laughs> Those are also the words. <laughs> that same song. Same thing. Same thing? Same, same song. song, yes. Those two are absolutely the same song. 100%. <laughs> I've heard it before. Don't look it up. It's, it's, <laughs> it's canon now if it isn't. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, so how is everybody doing? You know, great. Yeah. As, as, as well as we can. Yeah. Yeah. As well as we're allowed to be. You know, it's freezing my nips off. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. All the above. Is that ooh or Heidi speaking? Both. It's cold here. <laughs> in Georgia? You'd be surprised. Like, What's the temperature? Currently probably in the 30s. Oh, geez. And it is going to get down to 15 degrees here. What? We do get cold weather. Climate change, everybody. Right? It's not just for warming. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they changed the name, because y'all fuckers were being pedantic. <laughs> yes, shallow and pedantic. Mm, indeed. Yes. Mm, yes. Quite. Mm. Yes. Quite. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm. So what are we doing? <laughs> Last time we played, you guys managed to get, wow, there's not a better way to say this, sucked up and spit out through a face of what you guys discovered was a rune lord. No, it's a rune lord. Rune lord. Thank you. You got spit out, looked around, set off an alarm, and then fought some vampires like you do. We're used to that by now. Yeah, yeah. At this point, you're like, oh, more vampires, whatever. Then you guys opened up the 12 coffins and made sure there were no vampires in there, and there weren't. You then found a secret doorway that Twin Talent opened, walked through, led you all through. You opened up the other door on the other side and found a long hallway. Now, in my prepping, I learned that the map labels on this map are wrong as to what it says in the book. So you may have seen things that weren't in that room, but in a different room of the room you're in at this point. Okay. Anyway, I'll allow it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. The walls of this long hall are lined with book laden shelves reaching from the floor to the vaulted ceiling 20 feet above. Alcoves in the wall hold statuary, works of art, and other artifacts, though some of the statues are strangely generic and some of the art seems unfinished or partially erased. Twin Talon sees thousands of books in these, like, on the shelves. He also sees these weird gray snake-like creatures that are kind of like phasing in and out. Let me share with you a picture of what they look like. Yes, please. And did we get a description of what is at the end of this chamber that looks like a cube? It is a bright red glowing cube that has black bars on it and pulsing soft white light. That doesn't sound ominous. Yeah, yeah. I have multiple pictures for you all now. First off, here is what the snake-like creatures look like. Oh, jeez. Why there's faces in it? Yeah. Some of them are laughing. Some of them are crying. How big are these snakes again? They're medium-sized creatures. 
gross. So the size of a person. Also, they don't really have snake faces. They kind of have more if you just isolated the predator mouth and like nothing else about it. Yes. And then this is what the cube at the end of the hallway looks like. That looks like something Cenobites would play with. Yeah, it looks like something from Hellraiser. It's like a red something. Tesseract. Could be. Yeah, like a red tesseract. With iron bands on it that have runes inscribed in it to keep all the power inside. And that is also a medium-sized cube. Oh, so it's like five by five by five? Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> There's also a door to your east, and it looks like a little further down the hallway, there is another door to the east that I'm pinging currently. And remember, Knife Sword's taking a little nap. Yep, Knife Sword's napping in the backpack. You hear it from your backpack, Brianna. <laughs> reverse gravity, reverse gravity, tentacles, tentacles. <laughs> it is also pitch black in here, by the way, except every all of you have dark vision, so it doesn't matter. Yep. Thanks, Googles of Night. Thanks to a belt to put over my eyes. Yeah. Because <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Is there anything to the rounded alcove to our south or no? It looks like there used to be, like you see the dusty outlines of what used to be a statue, but it is gone. It looks like it was moved or something. It doesn't seem like the snakes have seen him. So Twin Town's going to kind of motion for U to back up. And then he's going to try to back up into the secret passage. Who will back up. Who's going to back that ass? Up. <laughs> right into a Brianna. Oh, hello. There are a bunch of weird, phasey snakes to the north. They're gray. They have people's faces moving around in them. They're shifting. Like they've got like the displacement or the mirror image spell, something on them. To the north, there's a clearly powerful artifact that they're guarding. And if we go straight across the hall, there's another door. It doesn't seem like they saw me. So maybe if we're quiet, we can just cut across the hall and not have to worry about them until later. Or we could go deal with them now. I, I don't know. Also, Matt, you notice that the, the snake-like creatures were like flitting between the bookshelves, like looking at a title and then flitting to another bookshelf or f kind of going up a little bit in the air. Not really flying, but like uncoiling their body. It seems like the snakes are looking for something specific. It's very odd. How many did you say there were? I think there are six, but they kind of, it's hard to tell if it's one snake or maybe multiple snakes. Just the way that they're kind of shifting. With the way he's describing them, would I be able to tell or roll to see what it is? Yeah, look, I'm going to make an occultism roll for you to identify them. <laughs> you want to make one for me too? I can make it for everyone. How's that sound? Yeah, why not? We're all here. We're all listening. Except for Knife Sword. He's a sweep. Who might have the best to call among us, which is unfortunate, but that's, uh, that's what it is. <laughs> and just in case it matters, I do have Thassalon lore since this one went through the, the Rune Lord's mouth to get here. I don't know if they're Thassalonian in origin or something. Yes. So Brianna and Soraya both know what these are. Ooh. These are called Lorevors. L-O-R-E-A-V-O-R. Oh, they eat lore. Rarely, when an Iotin, the lowest enocyte, leeches a particularly secretive thought, it can choke to death on the secret, only to be born from its previous body into that of a Lorevor, an enocyte whose existence is shaped around the consumptions of secret and artistry. Lorevors sip at secrets throughout their lives and are instinctively drawn to obscure information. Their hunger places them firmly at odds with scholars and historians alike. Living victims lose memories. Written texts become blank books. 
Lorivore's favorite sites are runes and ancient libraries, but they can also survive on banal secrets of everyday life as well. While the creatures are secretive, typically staying out of sight and fleeing danger, they become aggressive when their favorite food sources are threatened. A Lorivore appears as a three-foot-long, pale, worm-like creature with dozens of half-formed faces growing from its segmented body. Trapped in an area without secrets to eat, a Lorivore won't starve and can live for years. So they like to consume but they're not dependent on it. They just get angry. Correct. So since you both succeeded, you can both ask me two questions. Oh, by the way, those are medium, astral, rare, neutral creatures. Hit points? Hit points are 155. Weaknesses? No weaknesses, but they are resistant to mental by 10. Are you allowed to ask for the challenge rating? <laughs> sure. They're ninth level creatures. There's a part of me that just wants to put, like, scribble a secret on a piece of paper and put in some Tupperware, <laughs> some really large Tupperware, and just lure them in and close it. <laughs> and take them outside. <laughs> shoot, shoot. Go find some other library. Yes. <laughs> Hiya, you have one more question. AC languages, saves, attacks, special attacks. I would go with special attacks or attacks just to know if there's something we should be aware of. Sure. Yeah, sorry, I went for all the meta info this time. Oh, good. Let's do special attacks. Okay, so they have some innate spells, which is Mage Hand at fifth level, Tongues, and Modify Memory. They also have an ability called Search Memory. When the Lorevore damages a creature with its touch strike, the creature must succeed at a will save or become stupefied one or two on a critical failure. And redact. By spending an hour in contact with a non-magical document or piece of artwork no larger than one bulk, a Lorevore can consume either a few words from the text or render the artistry of the work more mundane. Doing so heals the Lorevore 48 HP. Words fade from the text, leaving obvious blank space behind while artwork is reduced in worth by 10% of its original value. Jeez. These are really creative creatures. Like, I, I appreciate the design of these monsters. These are really cool. But practically speaking, I, I think we can we could take them on. I don't think there would be too much. Uh, I don't know how long they've already been here, so they may have already taken most of the, the knowledge that's in. Oh, there were a ton of books out there, and there are a bunch of pieces of art, some of which look super generic, so I'm guessing it's because they've sucked all the uniqueness out of it, but if there's anything left here, the only way to preserve it is going to be to kill them. Like I said, I, I think I think they're a, 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 a challenge we could take on. I don't think we'll be too outmatched. Is there any way that anybody could, like, talk to them and say, oh, we know something that's got a really spooky secret, and then we point them to the vampires, and we were like, ooh, they got spooky secrets over there. <laughs> They're killing people for unknown reasons. And then they just go, oh, I gotta find out those unknown reasons, and they suck their faces off. Well, we don't know if they speak languages. Yes, you do. You know that they have the spell tongues, because I just told you that, and... Tongues is constant and lets you speak and understand any language. So tongues may be constant for them. It is not normally constant. Correct. So we, in theory, could communicate with these things. We could try to anyway. Yeah, might as well. Especially since we'll not attack unless they, they feel their food source is threatened. And we're not trying to threaten their food source. And they're not evil. They're, they're 
neutral. All right. They're destroying knowledge out, though. Like, isn't that bad? Yes, but if we could pit them against the vampires and weaken one group and then take finish them off. Okay. I suppose that's fair. Although I cannot be the one to try and persuade them about possible knowledge if it's a farce. That's fine, I could try it. Why, Brenna, got too many secrets? No, quite the opposite. It's the anathema. I cannot lie. She's actually a big baddie. She just doesn't want to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're one to talk, twin talon. That's what anathema means, right? Big bad guy? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. I'm going to start walking towards the room. <laughs> okay. I'm going to slowly approach. We get within about 15 feet. You see the ones at the end of the hallway kind of like scatter into the like bookshelves. Like they like retreat. Yeah, they like duck in between like things because they get they get scared. They get frightened easily. She'll, she'll actually like rap on the wall like, and like knock knock. Hello. What languages do you speak? I speak celestial, common, draconic, elven, goblin, and sylvan. Okay, so you hear all of those languages at once coming from the mouths of the different faces. Spooky. And they look at you and say, what are you? I am just a lowly elf, but I do have something that may be of interest to you. And what is that? Have you heard of creatures who take in the knowledge and lifeblood of others and become essentially a collection of the things that many have known and seen. The one you're talking to kind of like swims, air walks, slithers towards you. Sachets. Sachets, yes. (laughs) And what are these creatures? You know, I could show you. There's a group of them nearby. Oh, and you see that all the faces kind of frown. Are you talking about the vampires in here? Yes, are you not afraid that they're going to take what already belongs to you? And you know how long lived they are then. You know how much they must have gathered over the years. Yes, we are aware of them. However, there were more of us, but now there are only six. We unfortunately met them. They have left us alone since our initial encounter, and we flit among the books and paintings here, looking for anything to eat, as our last encounter was terrible. How long have you been here? Oh, aeons, decades, years, it's hard to tell, but a long time. We have consumed most of the books here. Are you here to destroy us? Oh, we were just more curious. We actually ended up here on accident, to be honest. Oh, it's a shame, but there's plenty to do down here. We have never found a way out, so welcome. Thank you. She will retreat and relay that to the party. And the party, you whatever languages you speak, you hear the conversation in all of those languages at once. Brain fried. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. And they're just a little bit off, so it's kind of like this echoing sound. So Soraya, you retreat back and let everyone know what you just talked to them about. Yes, so mm, unfortunately the plan will not work, but we do know the vampires are significantly more powerful than them as they apparently took out a good number of these things. Do they know what that big red cube is at the end of the hallway? I did not ask, but I'm sure we could. They're peaceable enough for now. I wonder if they would be willing to join us if we are going to be taking on the vampires. Uh, it did not seem likely. Uh, Trim Talon let's kind of poke his head around the corner. They're like, hey, what's that big red cube down there? Oh, that is an ancient giant Thessalonian parlor puzzle box, sometimes called a paradox box. 
we use it to maintain ourselves, but it is so strong in magical energy that we cannot feed off of it. We can get drips and drabs. Matt. Yes. You know that a Thessalonian parlor puzzle box known as a paradox box is a container featuring sliding slats that allow letters of a word to be rearranged into anagrams. However, this, with the mere size of this cube, it is no longer just letters that can be arranged. It's full words that you see written in Thessalonian. And what's the purpose of these? Are they, to, are they to hide something or to hold something? Traditionally, it's just a puzzle box that you would have in like a room that you could play around with to like not be bored. But this one looks large enough to actually hold something. The fact that it's floating, is that weird? Or is that just kind of how their puzzle boxes were? That's just kind of how it, it at this level, like this size, it's weird because you would think that it would need something to support its weight, but you know that smaller ones have some sort of innate magical, like hover ability on, like you would, it would hover above on your table. Okay. It's like a Thessalonian Rubik's cube, essentially. Got it. So Twin Talon's just wondering, like, if I go down there and try to open it, because at first I was worried, like, touching it, but I think that's how it's meant to be used, is you touch it and you slide things around and whatever. Yes. So if I go do that, are these things going to, like, freak out and try to take whatever's inside of it? Well, like they said, it's too powerful. Like, from, from what we learned, they can't really absorb anything that's bigger than one bulk. So this actually does seem like it would be too much for them. Right, but whatever's inside of it is a secret, and... If I open it, am I going to get swarmed by Laura Forest is my question. So from just what you've observed of them in this limited time, like don't go past like the hallway here. There's eight alcoves, four on each side. They tend not to go past the, the last alcove. I'm sorry, six alcoves, three on each side, and they don't really go past it. Okay. So Chintan will say, may I advance through your hallway to the puzzle box? Or are we going to be okay if I do that? Yes, we have no problem with that. Are you here to take care of the vampires? We are. And by take care of, I mean kill. Yes, that is what we meant as well. Okay. We have no problem with you here. In fact, we cannot eat these, but they might be helpful for you. And you see the three that are still left kind of disappear into the shelves, and you see seven books just flop onto the ground. Okay. Tintel will cautiously walk up and see what they are. There is no title on it. The binding on the book seems very aged. But there's nothing written in the book except for on one page, and it is written in a magical language. Have the Thorovors sucked all the information out of this book except for that one page? Yep. <laughs> oh, these dickholes. <laughs> all of the context is gone. I don't know what this is. All right, Twintown will gather the books up and bring them back to the group and like, I don't know, can you guys figure out? I mean, he'll look too. Twin Talons, if it's just like a skill check, Twin Talon has plenty of skills, but we'll bring it back and be like, oh, we can look at these real quick. Go ahead. I'm posting some skill checks to the chat of all different levels. Oh, geez. Okay. Higher rolled a natural 20. On the first one. No. What did you roll? You rolled a 10 with a 28. Yes. Critical success. Success. Critical success. Failure. With all of you guys looking at them, I will let you know what you found. So you found the reason that only like one page in each book 
is available is because they are magical scrolls. Oh, that's right. They can't consume magical things? That is correct. So the scrolls you found is a level two scroll of Create Undead, a level three spell of Geese, G-E-A-S, a level eight scroll of Imprisonment, a level six scroll of planar binding, a level seven scroll of teleportation circle, and a level two scroll of investigate. That's an interesting collection. I will drop all of those into the group loot so you can decide what to do with them later. So we can bind something to a plane, imprison it, investigate it, compel it, kill it, raise it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brianna is contemplating just uh, shredding the raise undead, but then realizes uh, maybe this is not the best time to do it. <laughs> yeah, they might get a little pissy. <laughs> so I'll wait. So you have in your group loot under containers, there's a book. And if you open the book, there's all the scrolls. Actually, I'll just take them out. That's fine. Uh, all right. So they kind of just disappear back into the, the books into the shelves, leaving you all alone. And just as a side note, since you did parlay with them, you get the experience as if you had defeated them. Cool. I mean, we might, we might come back and defeat them, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but for now, they seem pretty harmless. What is the scroll of Inveigle? I-N-V-E-I-G-L-E. Is that the one that you read as investigate? Is that what it's supposed to be? Yes, I read it wrong. It is Inveigle. I don't know what that does. You win over the target's mind. It's a ritual. It's not a spell. You win over the target's mind, causing it to see you as a close and trusted friend and look upon your every suggestion as reasonable. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It lasts for a year. A year? Casting time is one day. Good Lord. And it's range 10 feet. So you have to stand next to someone for a day, a whole day. You you can't have them leave 10 feet from you. That seems a bit much. Throw some addle brain. I got it, guys. (laughs) Throw some addle brain. It'll be fine. Trip them out for a while. A lot of those scrolls are actual rituals. Yeah, that makes sense. Rituals are, are good to know. But are you guys okay if I uh, go check out the puzzle box? Yeah. I want to go see. Absolutely. Just be safe, please. Take me with you. Anyone's welcome to come with me. I'm just, I want to go poke it. You are the one that I believe has has the most knowledge regarding it, so. Yeah, Town's going to carefully make his way. We'll come with you to make sure something, you know, doesn't come out at you or. Or the thing inside isn't like a demon that's been yeah. imprisoned in it. <laughs> exactly. You have three wishes. Sorry. <laughs> 10,000 years in a puzzle box will give you such a crick in the neck. (laughs) Did you say there was another door up here? Yes. I don't see it. No, I didn't. You didn't say that? I may have, but I was wrong. It's another alcove. I thought the alcove was a door. Okay. So the only other door is across the hall from where we came in. All right. Well, Twin Talon is going to examine the cube. And now that you're close enough to the, the, the paradox box, let me read some things to you. A cube of redstone and black metal measuring several feet across floats a foot off the ground in the center of this room. Ornate runes embellish the black metal plates, but the entire device lacks any sort of seam, hinge, catch or lock. Now, with your knowledge of what paradox boxes are, normally they only have enough room on its face for a single word. The paradox box sides are large enough to contain space for an entire verse. So if you look at it currently, it says Yathurian shadows forever outshine Aslanti light. Basically, you have to adjust the runes to change that into something else. Now, I don't expect you to figure it out on your own because that 
doesn't make super much sense. So you can either roll thievery if you're an expert as you would try to adjust the sides to feel subtle vibrations to shift the runes into their right position. Or you can use Thessalonian lore if you're an expert or society lore if you're a master to think about the puzzle and figure it out. Just in keeping with our musical theme today, all I can think now is fucking Pirates of Penzance. Pyradoxa, Pyradoxa, most peculiar Pyradoxa. <laughs> anyway. I will also say you can break this if you don't want to try and like brain the, the puzzle. You can just beat it. It has hardness and a break threshold, like in most objects. That would never cross Twin Talon's mind, I don't think. At least not until, like, he gets so frustrated with it, he's like, fine, just fucking break it. I was more telling Ooh that she can break that if she <laughs> yeah. wants. Ooh, smash! Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, I am a master in society. I might be able to do it without Hulk smashing this yet. Okay, Brianna smash! <laughs> I'm so proud of you, my love. <laughs> so Twin Talon rolled thievery. Uh, he got a 47. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's a natural 20. That is, yes. Nice. That's the best I can do. So if not, he's just going to point Udo it and Brianna to break it open. <laughs> so I will tell you that a 47 is a success. And then with a natural 20, it is a critical success. I don't even have to do anything. Right on. Heck yeah. So you manage to start shifting the plates around. And when it's finished, it says... As Lanty shadows wither and die before Yathurian's light. And as you shift everything into location, you hear the hum that has been vibrating this entire basement stop. Uh oh. Is it weird? Like when the power goes out in your house and you're like, oh no, all of those electronics made a bunch of noise I never noticed. Yes. I'm going to look over at the lore lores. And they kind of are looking around, but they're back in their books. Okay, as long as they're not like, what? You then see that essentially small trap door opens and some gray robes fall to the ground. They were inside of the box, I'm assuming? Yep. Brianna will draw her weapon. Twin Talon will pick up the robes and take a look at them. All right. I have posted the skill checks that you would need to figure out what they are. <laughs> oh, my God. So you all succeeded, including Tesani. Really? <laughs> Yay, good job, girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't speak Portuguese, so I'm sorry. I can't translate. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious. So these are plus two resilient greater shadow explorers clothing. Okay, that's a mouthful. It's an <laughs> elegant gown, a near perfect copy of Sorshin's favorite attire in shades of gray rather than red and silver. Yeah, Twin Talon's eyes become big saucers. He looks at everybody else. <laughs> Are you going to wear a gown? What's that? <laughs> Would I wear a gown? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Twin Talon's just like, I'm a sachet like no one's seen before. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you're not going to see me because it's a greater shadow armor. So, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Brianna picks it up and says, this is going to be a great gift for Knife Sword for our friendship, because this is a friendship bracelet now. No. <laughs> Callbacks? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> Not again! Sorry, I had to. Talon will... Uh... Do you need help getting in the dress? 
Turn that up. I don't know how all these laces work. This is very weird. <laughs> oh, turn around. Come here, come here, come here. <laughs> are, you, are you putting it on, Matt? Yes, yes. Tom's going to try to put okay. it on. If there was any fan art I ever wanted, it was this moment. <laughs> it's Twin Talon in an elegant gray gown. <laughs> Which is Sorshin's gown, except instead of being red and gold, it is gray. I believe is what it said, right? Yeah. So you can find a picture of Sorsha. <laughs> Photoshop Twin Talon's head on it. Yeah, and, and then colors um, Okay. I've given you the clothing and put it on. Now, remember, it is only Explorer's clothing, so you do lose a little bit, I think, of AC, but... I don't. Oh, okay. I actually gain AC. So Twin Talon was wearing plus one leather, which capped his dex mod. If he were to put on plus one explorer's clothing, his AC would be exactly the same, because even though the armor is one less, it allows him to use his full dex, which is one more. So having plus two explorer's clothing is actually much better. Okay. Also, Matt, I just want to let you know that I think you are at 10 invested items, but you have more items that you could invest in. Eh, just take a look at when you get a chance. Okay. I mean, he doesn't need to wear both sets of armor. No, no, no. I already took that off. Okay. It's in my backpack, though, right? We didn't throw it out. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So before we continue, because I, I still can't get over this. I'm so sorry. It was <laughs> that no. this is basically the same. This is Sorshin's gown, but it's in different colors. Okay. I'm already in Photoshop, Haya. Don't worry. <laughs> Excellent. Did you see Sorshin's gown? Uh-huh. I'm already in Photoshop with a picture of Sorshin. And I have the art for Twin Talon. Yes. <laughs> I will read to you exactly what the treasure section for the Paradox engine says. If the PCs manage to deactivate or destroy the Paradox engine, they not only remove the wards, which is the vibration, this elegant gown, a near-perfect copy of Sorshin's favorite attire in shades of gray rather than red and silver, function as a plus-two resilient Greater Shadow Explorer's clothing. So yes, it is that exact dress. I love it. Like, genuinely, this is so awesome. Oh, it's awesome. And also awesome for Total to be like, whatever, put it on me. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the dice were in my favor, just like they were this weekend when we played Absalom in order. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's not relive that trauma, please. OK, so you have all, you know, there's only one set of doors and that's when I carried you. Really? Twin Town's going to lean over to his lady friends and be like, is there any like chicken cutlets or anything? This is like baggy in the front. <laughs> I'm sure once we get into town, we, we can... Uh... No, 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 no. Soraya takes two of her alchemy bottles and just... <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure for now that that works great. Now you understand why we hide things in our bosom. But once we get into town, I'm sure we can adjust it. Absolutely. They're the most convenient pockets. Yes, I'm sure we can get it altered to fit you better. Unless you like having the, I mean. Yeah. It's just a little loose in the front. We're going to take that in. And also, I think she's a little shorter than I am. <laughs> Checks out. Although, I think if I remember correctly, she's actually still alive. No, she's a giant. I don't think she's a giant. She was human. I thought she was. She was only only two like original rune lords that were like beginning to end, and now she's trying to rule New Thassalon without making a war with her neighbors. So I'm interested. She's interesting to me as a character. Good luck. That's not why I'm wearing her dress. I'm wearing her dress because it is a good piece of armor, but she's an interesting character. <laughs> sure. Sashay away. <laughs> I think it brings out the hazel in your eyes, this this gray color. Anyway, 
What are we doing? Why is there a replica down here in the middle of fucking nowhere? So if you remember, we had to go through her her mouth to get here through the Rune Lord's breath. So this was like a probably a sanctuary of hers of some kind, or it could have been one of those places where the vampires were, you know, draining life force of something and then they got out, which is why they were infesting the, the base of the, it could be that the ghouls dug in, kind of released the vampires who then flooded into the basement of the temple of, of Ferasmar, the cathedral. I feel like this takes a whole new spin for you on consume me, Rune Lord Sorshin. <laughs> You are really getting into it, so good on you. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Has anyone here watched Andor? Not yet. Who? Yeah, with you. Also, I'm asking people that are not there in the room when I watched it. Aww. The one guy in, in Andor has real step-on-my-neck mommy energy. <laughs> Battle of the step-on-me-mommy energy. Yeah. So Swill and Talon starts to sashay to the south. He'll stop and take a look. And Surya walks over to it as well. What are you guys seeing? Oh, there's a door. There is. Wait, where? Uh, the wall here on the on our left. Oh, now that you're <laughs> opening it, I suppose. Brianna will either follow or take the rear, whichever you guys want. So Twintalon gets to the end and he's like, it makes a, a right-hand turn and there's a door at the end. And he'll make the right-hand turn. Okay, well then Brianna will follow. So is Raya. Who's going to take up the rear? <laughs> and close the door behind me, of course. Okay. Smart. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Are going to perceive at that door? Yeah. Twintalon will get to the door and he will listen at the door and see if, well, first of all, make sure there's no traps on it. And then also listen to see if there's anything perceivable on the other side. So, Matt, Twin Talon hears what I can only describe as, like, chisel on stone. Like, tink, 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 like that? Yep, and then it stops, and you hear some muttering. And then you hear more of that tink, 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 tink sound. Twin Talon will turn back to the group, and I'll be like, it sounds like somebody's carving something with a chisel. We'll shrug, and then he'll draw his sword. Okay. Here we go. And he will open the door. Clustered columns and gracefully pointed archways adorn the walls of this chamber. A double door stands in the southern wall, while two more stand in alcoves to the east. Facing these two doors on the opposite wall are two additional alcoves, each of which frame a large stone sarcophagus with lids carved in the shapes of screaming, reclining figures. To the north, the walls each depict a detailed carving of a cityscape made of spires and pyramids. A block of stone that appears to have been partially carved into a statue looms where these angled walls converge. You also see a long-nailed, sharp-taloned creature hammering with a hammer and chisel on the stone. And let me show you... What they look like. As long as it looks like they're distracted, Twintalon's going to sneak down to hide behind the sarcophagus. Oh, shit. Oh. We saw one of them before, right? Well, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Yep. 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 You also see a what looks like a Thessalonian rune, but it's moving around. And as you open the door, you hear it go. Oh, no. That's an alarm. Or maybe it doesn't like what the person's doing. Maybe. So, if I could get everyone to roll some initiative. Oh, boy. I assume we're not being stealthy. I will say you can use either stealth or perception, or if you can give me a reasonable, logical reason of something else, let me know. (laughs) All right. 
Matt, what did you get for initiative? From Tom got a 36. All right, Heidi. Ooh, got a 25. Haya. Brianna got a 30. And Christine? Soraya got a 25 as well. All right. Does Ooh or Soraya want to go first? You guys get to decide amongst yourselves. Do you have a preference? Ooh is behind Soraya. Okay, so I can go first. All right, perfect. So first thing is this weird rune that looks like it's alive is going to cast a spell. Lovely. Yep. Isn't it great? It's good. Isn't it grand? Isn't it swell? Oh, that's... <laughs> All right, I'm not pulling any punches in this fight. Oh, boy. Oh, no. So first action, it's going to scamper down and across. And then when it sees Twin Talon, it's going to cast a spell. You see lightning ripple between these two parts of the rune, and it zaps at Twin Talon. Matt, I need a reflex save. Okay. So for some reason, the plus two clothing is only giving me a plus one bonus. I was like, just, I'm going to roll this, but just know that it's one higher than it really is. Yeah, one higher. So I rolled a natural 20. Ooh, nothing to matter. <laughs> so that's a 49. And I have both evasion and improved evasion. Hell yeah. I'm so mad at you. I don't know why you thought the rogue was the one to hit with the reflex save. Yeah. Because you're the one in the front. <laughs> this chain lightning immediately stops. Comes at you and you get out of the way and it just hits the wall. <sighs> that sucks. Flavor hit my shield and said, ah! <laughs> Yes. Matt, it is your turn. Okay. So I'm going to whistle, and Paisani is going to come out of the hallway. <laughs> Between Brianna's legs. <laughs> just over top, like just scampers over her head. Ow, ow. And then she's going to come around the corner here. So she's adjacent to the vampire. Okay. And Twin Town's going to take his first action to move out to also be adjacent to the vampire and then attack. And the vampire would be flat-footed. Flat well, the vampire would be flat-footed for a lot of reasons, but... Yes. Let me make the vampire flat-footed. That's a 37 to hit its flat-footed AC. That'll hit. Woo! So that is 30 piercing cold iron magic damage. And you also put on precise debilitations. Jeez. So hang on, how much did you do? 30... Piercing cold iron magic damage. Okay. It doesn't look like it all goes through. Okay. And then he's going to attack again. All right. That is a 38. So that's actually higher than the last attack. Well, then it's definitely a hit. <laughs> so that is a total of 42 piercing cold iron magic damage. 42. All right. I mean, you definitely hit. You definitely stab it. And uh, yeah, you did damage. And now that I am closer, is there any indication as to what this person is carving or no? Is it, is it super unclear? You would need to take a little bit closer look, uh, but it definitely looks like it has some sort of wings starting to take shape out of its back. OK, self-portrait. <laughs> Maybe. All right. It is the vampire's turn. I don't want to. Eh, well, so first off, you see that some of those wounds close up. So probably should have gone after the, the rune thing that's flopping about just because it's going to cast supplies, cast spells every turn, which is going to suck. But this creature hadn't gone yet. And I was hoping to maybe crit and do some kind of status, something before it got to go. But not so much. So it's going to move 15 feet back target Twin Talon 
and cast a spell at you. I make an attack roll. How's a 42 sound? That will hit. All right. That's way too many dice. What the fuck was that? (laughs) Oh, no. So you feel a ray of utter cold, darkness, and unholy energy hit you. So you are taking, oh boy, 13d6. Oh my gosh. How close are you? I'm around a corner. Well, it says you deal 5d6 cold plus 5d6 evil. So it's 5d6 evil if the target is a celestial. Oh, if it's celestial. Okay, cool. So yeah, it's just cold. There you go. So you are taking 58 points of cold damage. Which means the cast it as a sixth level spell. Oop. I'm sorry, no. A seventh level spell. So that's its turn. It is now Brianna's turn. But. Oh, of course. Of course. Really? Wow. It's been a while. All right, Chad. I know. I didn't get you to start your turn. I just merely stopped before your turn. Hmm. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. I guess. And much like Heidi said at the top of this, it's really cold. Twin Talon is now freezing his nips off. So with that, we will see you all next week. Bye. Woo-hoo. I'm in a dress. <laughs> and with, I'm in a dress. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Cracked Die podcast please visit us at crackeddiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Tabletop Audio. Visit them at tabletopaudio.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tabletop Audio. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in making this. If you would like to join our Patreon, please visit us at patreon.com slash crackeddiepodcast.